0: If you've been dreaming of changing the world, but you're not sure where to start, the Add Value to Entrepreneurs podcast will help you transform your life and create a thriving business that aligns with your values and goals. This podcast is for entrepreneurs who want more freedom and fulfillment from their work so they can live the life they desire. You deserve it, and it is possible. It's time for you to add value. Our guest today is Drew Casaccio. Drew is the founder of DCCS and the co-founder of Shared Connections Networking Group. With over 20 years experience in consulting and networking and hospitality, Drew decided to develop a single point of communication in the brokerage space and specializes in business resourcing. Drew is helping companies and organizations adapt to the challenges in the new hybrid marketplace. Drew is inspired daily by his wife and their two daughters. In his free time, Drew likes archery, culinary arts, and spending time with his family. Drew Casaccio talks about the importance of knowing your values. What is important to you? How that drives your decisions? We also talk about personal development and the importance of constantly getting better. Drew, thank you so much for jumping on the show today. I'm so excited to uh, to learn more about you and, and the work that you're doing. Awesome. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate, uh, appreciate the invite, and I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. So, Typically, I start every show just just learning about how people make the transition from the corporate world and and working for other people to uh, working for themselves.
1: Um, yeah, that's you know, that's a it's a it's not an easy task. Right. Um, so, you know, most most of the world uh, in the corporate life, um, I've been there myself. Uh, you, you work against some, somebody else's standards, their core values. And when you have your own belief system and your own core values, sometimes, sometimes those butt heads, right? And um, uh, what what my belief system was is trans uh, transferring out of the corporate and going into myself is it's a different set of stress, it's a different set of problems, but it's the kind of problems that you want. Um, to me, work life balance is is key. It's it's everything. Um, ever since I started my business, it's been the goal has been, I want to work my retirement. I want to be able to enjoy the experiences of life right now while I can. Um, I'm trying to take the diaper years out, right? So it's like, you know, when you when you get a bit older and everybody you start retiring, you, you kind of tend to sit in that chair and watch the TV and the, then the programs and the shows and you, you're unable, maybe your health isn't as good. So while you can do it, you should be out there experiencing it as much as possible. Plus, constantly working and doing projects and meeting new people and great connections and a great network is constantly keeping your your mind sharp. Um, and I think that's really important for each individual out there, period. Yeah.
0: Nice. Well, so you mentioned work-life balance, but really what you're talking about is building a business or creating a business around the lifestyle that you want. Well, business is just part of life
1: um you have to build your life and make that part of it not make your work your life and then work around that it's 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 simple we, we only visit on the blueberry here and i that's my saying to everybody by the way <laughs> we only visit here we, we're in rental space um how much time you have on this planet uh how much in there is you know and i want to quote i want to give a, a shout out to a, my mentor uh dan who's my brother he says the answer to life is easy. It's for the experience of it. It's for you to experience the negative, the positive. You have to have both. That journey line between the yin-yang is your journey line. How much you want to take in from either side is up to you. Um, so, you know, with those kind of mindset and thought processes, I I got out of a, uh, a toxic atmosphere uh, corporation that um, I helped build. Um, and it wasn't meant to be designed that way. Uh, in the beginning, it was great. I think it's just between the stress, and you know, some egos got big. And you know, I, I think that well, you can't you can't produce without a team. And everybody as an individual um, has to work solely, but with a team, it's a team effort. You have to ping pong these ideas. You have to uh, be open and, and receptive to other people's opinions and ideas, and that's how you make something great. That's how you make it awesome. And in order to do that, you have to fill up the proper team, right? You know, um, as uh, another shout out to Jeff Lord, uh, he always says that, you know, you, when you get on that bus going from good to great, uh, you know, you want to look on your bus and see who's on your bus. And you have the option not to be on the bus if you don't see the right people or the right fit. Networking yourself around people that matter uh, is key. And so once you find that right network, uh, you can unchain the hidden talents that everybody has. Everybody might be great at something or good at something, but they might have that hidden talent that makes them awesome at something. And so you find everybody's hidden talent and where they fit and where the pieces of those puzzles fit in order to make a stride uh, forward in the right direction in order to produce, uh, build up, bootstrapping, company, startup. I mean, uh, everybody brings something to the table, not one individual. If the one individual is saying that he did everything, then he's lying. No <laughs> doubt. Uh, and then you should probably do- double check your boss. Um, so I believe that. And, and right now with my company, my organization, we have what's called the DCCS Academy. And what we're doing is we're putting together right now um, a team, a team of great coaches, Um And we're putting together a webinar series on how to adapt to the new marketplace of today. What does that mean? Um, Basically, because of COVID-19 was the start, it was the spark for people to be able to have more attention to be at home and work and produce for organizations and businesses. And now I'm going to throw you, Rob, I'm going to throw you a little bit of a perception because some of the stuff that I hear out there, and, and mind you, the world's on fire right now. Everybody's <laughs> upset, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of um, turmoil. But with the right mindset, you can look at it in a positive fashion. And that is, people are on unemployment. Yes. Some people have made a business model out of that. I get it. But a lot of people who paid into that unemployment have that coming to them. And if they don't want to go back to their job, kind of have to ask yourself why. Is it a tyranted company? Is it about them? Is there no balance? Um, And so now they have an opportunity where there's a lot more employment open up to where they can take their time and pick and choose. They got a taste back of life of being in their house with their families and having those meals at the table, uh, bringing back some old school flavor uh, to their life and the livelihood of the society of today. And so what we're doing is we're teaching business leaders and business owners Number one, there's differences between being bosses and leaders. If you're a boss, we're here to help you become a leader. And by that is through leadership development, we'll help train all your management to communicate with your people while they work remotely. Do they have to work remotely all the time? Probably not. It's a hybrid space now. But with that being said, between the right technology, the right communication and the right treatment, every leader should be focusing on their people as their biggest asset in any organization. If you do that correctly, your people will focus on your clientele and your bottom line for you. Hmm. And so if you were to go through uh, the webinar program, we're gonna, we're here to help. It's not costing a lot of money. It's not going to, it's about doing the right thing. It's about trying to make a difference in the world, trying to take, trying to put out some of those fires, right? The world's on fire. We're trying to put out some of those fires, um, America is built on the opportunity for everybody to not only have a life, but to be able to make some money, feed their families, take a couple vacations. Um, I don't think that's, we, we were moving into direction to where it was just so I need to see you in front of me in order for you to produce. Well, that's not necessarily them producing in front of you. That's just intimidation and fear for them to and make you feel more empowered and more structured for your ego to get bigger. Um, I think that if we were to do it right, a lot of these, these companies will, they're going to, their turnover rate's going to be huge. And I think they're going to start seeing the differences. And and if they don't make that change, if you don't learn how to adapt, life is about change anyway. You have to adapt. You have to change. You have to go with the times. Um, for every employee, we want to teach them how to interview your employer. Is that where you really want to be? Um, if you do that correctly between both, it's a mutual. That old fashioned statement is saying, well, I pay you, do your job. You know, that's 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 that tyranted attitude and that tyranted attitude are the same people that carry the picture of the, the lion on the wall or you can't deposit excuses or, you know, all those all those mindsets that are just so blindfolded, focused, forward determination for them to succeed when everybody can succeed. And I believe that's a possibility. That's why we're that's why we're putting this together
0: as a team. Nice. Well, you mentioned, uh, you know, knowing whether or not you're on the right bus or not. And and you started out talking about core values. Yeah. How how can you help somebody know that their core values are aligned um, with the bus? Wow, that's a great question. Thanks for asking it.
1: Um, you know, I, I, I'm going to have to think about that a little bit because, well, let's look at it logistically. If you preach what you do and you say you're going to do what you do, but you don't do it. Um, there's there's a thing where I usually tell everybody, if you don't own a mirror, go buy one. Um, if you don't follow or practice what you say you're going to do, then you're just doing it for image purposes and painting that image in everybody else's mind in order to gain revenue or more opportunity sooner or later, that's going to catch up with you. Someone's going to catch on to that and they're going to see that your core values are nonsense. Now, if you want to be honest with yourself, put your core views together, put it together with your team. What are we about? What are what is our purpose? Not only in business, but what are we doing to help others? Uh, How are we making a difference? Because that's really at the end of the day, that's what it should be about. How you make a difference with others. If you don't focus on you and everybody else focuses on each other, be a little bit of a better place right? Um, so I think matching your core values for who you are as an individual, as a business leader, and as a team are key. But that should be discussed between between all parties. And then <laughs> you could talk about it, but doing it is proof in the pudding, isn't it?
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, obviously, all of us know Enron had a policy against, you know, lying and manipulating, and we want to do the best for our customers. But um, the culture created lying and manipulating, not right. integrity. <laughs> and right. so, you you can you can have the core value written down. You can make everybody read the book, but if you don't practice it, then it absolutely comes back. Um, and in that case, you know, comes back in legal ways and all kinds of devastation, right? So, so creating that environment that that matches matches your core values. But the other thing you mentioned was leaders that are that are selfish right really you know focused on their their own good versus the good of their people Uh, what what's the value in in elevating others and and putting others first rather than you know having your vision dominate or or run people over well i guess you know i guess let's
1: back that truck up a little bit you know leaders are um, structured to be leaders leaders are born but they can be taught as well and usually great leaders have the experience um, from both sides of the spectrum, you know, not, not everybody's a great person. Not everybody's meant to connect with everybody either. But if you had been in a scenario to where you were treated a certain way and you thought that was the process because you wanted to be the next boss, that's why we call them bosses. Um, I can literally train and I've used this before, but I can literally train a monkey with a razor blade to point and talk and be a boss. But in order to train a leader there has to be experience backing that why are you a leader you have to ask yourself why do people want to follow me why do people want why do people want to work here um and so if you put yourself in the perspective of their shoes and find out if you were an employee and not the leader what would you like to see happen for you and how do you balance that between the work life concept well i think Leaders just need to constantly keep updating, constantly refresh your courses on personal development. Personal development is huge. Hmm. Um, You know, business development is great. But, you know, business development only happens when the person helping run the business is constantly looking at themselves and trying to improve themselves. And then by doing that, they're trying to help others improve themselves. Therefore, the lead to success, you want them to grow with you. You want them to surpass you. If you keep doing that, people are going to want to work there. People are going to want to be with you. They're going to want you as their leader. Um, but if you are just the one that's going to constantly find disciplinary rules that's going to weigh them down, you know, if you it, – it's really easy. Some of the times it's the closest people to you. They grab your ankles while you're treading water, and they, they, they give you a brick to hold as well. Um because for some reason you're not allowed to pass where they are but helping everybody climb that ladder makes you climb the ladder just the same and you can do it together because at the end of a lifespan spending that kind of time together you'll be remembered because really what is it all about you make as much money as you want you can have all the teslas in the world but at the end of the day leaving legacy of who you are as a person based on your day of judgment is how you are going to live on into the future, how they're going to follow those practices, how they're going to continue to teach and move forward in a positive fashion. You know, negativity is just education for a positive outcome. And if you do that right, um, I think that you're able to leave, I can of who you are as a person, not for what you had, not for what you do. And, you know, you could put all that stuff in the ground with you, <laughs> but that's not going to really matter. It's just going to matter is how many lives did you touch? How many people did you communicate and connect with? And I think it's just as important. We started a, uh, not too long ago, a networking group. Uh, and we it's free. And it's for um, anybody from the janitor to high level. And it's just about mindset and attitude. And we have great speakers that come in and talk. We ask questions for icebreakers. And it's never about going for the juggler. It's never about going right, hi, I'm Drew, I'm in technology. It's never that. It's always about building the relationship. And then learning each other and then when it's time to do business why would you go outside that network to do it you know it's important to build the proper structure for yourself and for your business and for the community that's around you in order to meet the great people that can help you do things
0: well you mentioned leader right like i think about we get lost in the idea of a boss just trying to make sure that people are productive and do these things versus a leader is taking you somewhere and so people follow a leader because the leader is going someplace and so That's right. where where is it that you're going and and who is it that you're choosing to take with you um is what makes you makes a person a leader right they have a they have a destination they have a, a journey to take people on and 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 i think we get you get caught up in in forgetting about the journey right and and you and and focus corporate especially can be so focused on the moment right the numbers the the, you know, well, how many hours did you put in? Well, how much time did you take off? How much how much uh, productivity did you have? How many widgets did you make? How many widgets did you package? How many did we ship out? Right. And, and the numbers start driving versus the journey and the, and the relationship. And I think, um, you know, relationship building can is, is so um, undervalued in a corporate environment versus recognizing the more relationships that, that we build um, I love and I'm not going to remember the, the the author, but um, on the interview sheet, they had the opportunity to know the janitor or have met the janitor. And and uh, the last question on the interview is, you know, what was the janitor's name? <laughs> right. And what? Yeah. And if you value people, you're going to make it you're going to make a big difference in, in lives. And of course, that's really the legacy. That's the only legacy any of us can leave is the sure. impact that we've had. Through our family and, and through the people that that we've influenced, um, and so obviously you've created a network. So you understand the value of connection. Uh, what other things are you doing to to build connection for your business and for other businesses? I design my business model
1: in connection. Um, so so let me clarify. DCCS stands for Dynamic Conversion Consulting Services. We help people and businesses. Um, convert in a dynamic space. Everything's on changing all the time. And what we have done is created partnerships and connected with partnerships to fortune companies and providing companies to where we are. We call it business resourcing um, because it's a different niche in the brokerage uh, market. We are a single point of communication for all of it. So we help you with your real estate, your insurance, your technology, your human resource, talent management, and now Academy. Uh, So we're able to go in based on cost analysis and say, show me what you're paying on and why you're paying for it. And we go through and we do a cost analysis. We find them savings through our partnerships. We don't charge our clients a dime. We make our money in a percentage base uh, through the partnerships. And we're able to help companies veer forward um, in, in production by increasing their bottom line through savings. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now with the academy, not only were we able to do that, but we're helping them move forward into the new hybrid marketplace of today by utilizing this entire business model. Um, so that's kind of that's kind of how we do things uh, in connectivity. We I just I, I meet so many people, you know, it started, Robert, it started. So, you know, I'm a I'm a South Side Chicago Italian. I uh, <laughs> grew up on like 54th and Christiana, 55th and Kathy, basically. And uh in the late 80s, we moved to um the Schomburg, it's a northwest suburb. And you know, we were always it was always the way you always had somebody that you knew that was your plumber, or my father was huge, he was he was kind of a tavern guy, you know, and so he was like, you know, Bobby the plumber's going over today, he's gotta to work on the sink Oh, okay. You know, that's how we kind of caught on to that, and so the more connections of great people that you meet. Um, And it didn't really matter what they did, but if you ever needed help and you find out what they did, they'd be the first ones at your door to help you out. Um, And, you know, back then the neighborhood looked at looked after each other. So, you know, I can't tell you how many times I got in trouble by a neighbor before, (laughs) you know, Uh, and that street light was coming on and I couldn't make it home fast enough. Right. Um, Different world today, obviously, but the concept's the same. So now we just went global with it. I've met people in different countries. I've met people in different states, um, you know, and even with the network group, that's why we developed the network group for that reason. And, you know, we got people all over the place and, and it's making me want to take a road trip. I ain't going to lie to you. Uh, (laughs) A couple of friends out there in Jersey, New York area, got, you know, out in Indiana, Wisconsin. Um, I mean, they're just all over the map and they're all just a great crew of people that, just really love to get together every Tuesday with us. And, and, uh, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a bonding of a friendship that's constantly in motion. So nice. Yeah.
0: So obviously you've chosen a niche. What, what, what is your company's niche? What, where, where do you guys specialize and, and how has that helped you focus?
1: Well, you know, that's, that's a great question. Um, our focus originally was in technology. Uh, we, we were brokering out in technology for, you know, bandwidth and voice over IP, IOT solutions, just about anything and everything, web design. And, you know, we, I realized, I I also had a license in insurance and I realized, I'm like, well, if I got a license insurance and I'm doing technology, why stop? Uh, Why not bite off way more than I can chew? (laughs) Uh, um, And I did, and it organically grew. We've been in business for about seven years and Robert literally, my, the cost of my business is a cell phone bill. Um, and I I don't carry any employees. Everybody's a, con, a contracted agent with me. And those are most providers are contracted agents, as well as people who have full-time jobs on the side. They're part-time agents because it's just another conversation in sales for them. And and the goal is to never sell some. Don't ever come to me and want to sell something to your client if they don't need it. Only if they need, if they have a need for that, we're not looking to just take people's money. We want to make a difference. So um, the original focus was in technology and we wanted to grow that. Now I put, I put uh, division leads in each department, in each division in order to keep that communication a little bit live and, and not bury myself so much uh, because of the the volume of emails and, and communication that I have to do. But I think one of the goals, and I think that was one of your questions is one of the goals is, you know, where are we looking to be? We can help supply anything from startup mom and pop to SMB market all the way to enterprise. Um, Enterprise is tough because you got a fixed constant, you know, they already have their head settled on what they do. They're already proven because they're in the enterprise market. Um, SMB is kind of nice because it, we can help scale to that enterprise market. Uh, my favorite flavor is startup. Uh, and, and one of the reasons is there's never a contract to go against. We can find them the savings within their budget right off the bat and help them get off the ground of where they need to be in order for their mission critical processing uh, can start right away. Uh, with a single call, they're able to get their real estate, their insurance, their technology. We're going to do all that legwork for them we're going to help them out and save them money doing it and then when those contracts go to fruition we give them a call and say hey you want us to shop it back out you want to stick where you're at are you happy we never have a set it and forget it attitude so that's kind of where we're
0: at about. nice well obviously building relationships and, and and maintaining relationships means that relationship doesn't end when the contract is signed Correct.
1: <laughs> that was correct It's ongoing. It's ongoing. And if you leave a mark of who you are as per sales is real easy. Sales is always about who you are as a person authentically. If you sell yourself as a person, your product follows because everybody sells the same thing. It's about the person you want to deal with. Do they seem like they're going to give you a free picture frame at the end? Probably not a good idea. You know, (laughs) do they? Are they really is your best interest in their mind? that's the person you probably want to go with because they're going to be honest with you, even if it's the answers they don't want to hear. And that's usually based on truth. And nobody can ever say that you lied to them because you were truthful about an answer they don't like. Right. Um, And so that's how our relationship with our clientele has gone just the same. And then the the referral basis that comes off our clients is awesome.
0: So nice. Well, you mentioned a couple of things, obviously, authenticity and, and obviously selling somebody that, that they don't need. So, so, how important is character in your team and in in the in the clients that you work with? It's it's everything.
1: Um, you know who you are dictates. I you know listen. I'm a little bit old fashioned, a little old school. It's you, I'm a man of my word. Um, you know I believe in the handshake, um, even though you need to protect it with a contract. But at the same time, um, who, who you are as a person dictates the type of business that you're about to provide. That you're about to do together and i think that character is everything um if there's too many red flags then it's time to find a different personality uh or go to a different personality um or let them know that they need to buy a mirror you know one of them <laughs> so uh i think that's i think character is is is, is, is kind of key because i mean even if you're not in sales and i heard this from um uh, a gentleman that's very motivating, Larry Long. He, he says that, you know, everybody's in sales. It doesn't matter what you do for that company because you're representing that company. So everybody's in sales. And in order to help sell that is the customer service level by you being authentically who you are and the type of person that you are, and that also goes back to who's on your bus. <laughs> um, so, you know, I think that's important um, and, and finding the right character and the right personalities. Uh, and it's, for me... For me
0: personally, Robert, it's everything. This episode is sponsored by Add Value to Life Coaching and their Inner Circle Team Coaching. With a new team forming in January, limited seats are available. Apply during the month of December to be a part of this group coaching program. Add Value, the number two, life.com. When you mentioned um, personal development, right? You mentioned, you know, behind a mirror. Um, what, what what do you recommend for, for personal development? Obviously, you're... you're uh, you know, personal growth minded yourself. And so what have you done to to develop yourself? I met the right people. It's not about the house to the who.
1: Um, and that's also a book, uh, by the way, to let you know who wrote it. I'm not sure. I'll tell you what, though. Um, I met a gentleman, uh, Jeff Lord, who is my uh, co-founder of the group that we're with. And he had this whole storyline on how he read over 500 books in a certain amount of time. And I, I'm the guy that always waited for the move. Um, and so I, personal development was a little bit later in my life where common sense was my, my strong point, you know, um, I don't think common sense is very common, uh, or not anymore at least, but that's the way I was taught. Uh, you know, my, my father is a blue, was a blue collar worker. Um, and, you know, he was known in the neighborhood as the good guy in the neighborhood. My mother's an ex nun from the Roman Catholic Church, um, and she had a great moral um, teaching. She was also an educator of like 40 some odd years. And, you know, they they together, they kind of formed that one person that taught my brother and I on who to be as a person. And so that's kind of like what our our personal development was was based on the teachings that we had those are cards that we were dealt it was later in life when i met people like jeff that you know brought me to um a different playing field on it you know you got your jim roan's or tony robbins and he introduced me to all these people and i would listen to their youtube stuff and then i started following some ted talks and i started following I'm like wow and i realized that it wasn't about the whole thing of memory it was just about the nuggets that you get out of it and um from there, that's where I started developing my own, and utilizing the common sense platform that was given to me to start with, to actually help others um, in developing themselves. But they have to be open; you got to be receptive to it. Um, otherwise, it's just like you know, here's the Kool Aid, drink it, and everybody thinks it's a scam. It's not. It's not about that. It's what you get out of it. You. It's just data that goes in the old brain, right? Once it goes in the brain, it stays in there, turns around, you can filter out what you don't want and create your own level of personal development. But that for me, that was introducing to certain people. And he got me into that world to where I was uh, very grateful uh, because it changed perspective, uh, my attitude, uh, the way I live and helped me move forward, even with my own business. You know, it's, it's once again, in business is just part of life. How do you how do you renegotiate your life? How do you take a look in the mirror and say, where do I need to work on here? Because if I work on this here, that's where that change of life. And so that's what I've done. That's what I've done. And, and, and gratefully so from the help of others.
0: Well, you've mentioned, you mentioned a few people that you consider mentors. And so how, how, have, you, how have you attached yourself to, them, to those mentors and then used their, their teaching for your growth?
1: uh the biggest mentor I have is my brother uh my older brother we're you know we're real close we lost mom and dad uh dad about a year ago mom mm. about seven years now and um we're both okay with it you know I mean they both pretty much won the game they they, they had a great life they did well together uh and you know now it's just me and him. um outside of whatever cousins and a thousand other Italians that are out there who knows <laughs> But. You know, it's just me and him and and, or him and I I should say properly, but he is. He's the one that tells me the things I don't want to hear. He's the one that makes sense out of the things that I can't make sense out of. Uh, And now it's kind of a it's a handoff. We help each other. And to me, that's important. Um, Not just that he's my mentor. He's my best friend uh, and together, uh, without him, I think I would have made way worse decisions than some of them. Now listen, my bad decisions and everybody's made them, I've made plenty and I learned from a lot of them and some of them I haven't, but <laughs> I, I still move forward and he'll still be the first one to point at me and be like, remember, you know, he'll be the one that, that, that keeps me in check with myself. So I'm grateful for that. I'm blessed by that.
0: Absolutely. And if, if someone didn't have a brother as a mentor, what would you recommend for, for finding somebody? Wow, that's a great question. That's
1: a hard question. <laughs> um, thanks, Robert. <laughs> I, think, um, I, think, I think finding the right mentor, uh, don't settle for one. And that was told to me recently too. Um, you know, There's nothing wrong with having several mentors because different opinions matter. Um, and people who are mentoring you Make sure that they're mentoring you because they have experience with it. Uh, If you are getting advice from a guy who's been divorced three times about your marriage, probably not a great idea. You you know, here's the common sense value. Use your head. Uh, And I think that finding the right people that when you hear when they talk, you catch these certain things that make sense to you. And then you build that relationship with them. And once you have that relationship, Bill, you're mentoring. They're already mentoring you at that moment. And then you just keep that rolling. And don't be afraid to throw more into the mix because anything that could benefit you moving forward to help others benefit as well, because you're going to take those mentor teachings and you're going to pass it right down the line, or you should be. Um, (laughs) Especially for when you see people making, everything's made in patterns, isn't it, Robert? When you see yourself, you see somebody doing something. And you might look at that person and be like, man, I did that like five years ago and that's what it looks like, <laughs> right? How many times you drive your car and then flash back as you're driving, you flash back to something that you did and you're just, I got out of the blue, you're making faces. Oh no, I remember that. You know, uh, get back in the file cabinet all the way in the back, please. Um, but you want you want to fill those file cabinets up with as much as possible in the positive fashion. Uh, but always remember No matter where there's positive, there's always going to be negative. And it's not about what happens to you. It's about how you handle it. So always utilize the negative. Embrace the negative is an education for a positive outcome. Absolutely.
0: Nice. You mentioned uh, being grateful. How how has gratitude served you? Um, You know, I
1: don't know necessarily if gratitude has served me um, in another fashion other than well-being, uh, mental health. Um, you know, I think that internally, um, being grateful is, is one of those things to where you're giving, but not giving physically, you're giving gratitude internally, because if it wasn't for something that happened to you or, or advice that was given to you, you're grateful for that because it made a difference in your life. And you can express that as much as you want. And sometimes words don't even capture, uh, the gratitude that you get. Right. So, You try to do little things or send out little handwritten note cards uh, to prove that it's, you know, it's meant something to you. Um, Other than that, I think a state of well-being and and knowing that there is changes happening within yourself based on something that was given to you verbally, uh, physically or mentally, that that gratitude is is being self-aware more than anything.
0: Nice. Well, and, and I don't want to underplay the mental well-being, right? Because it's a pretty important part of, of a lifestyle. And, and I think entrepreneurs have the choice to drive themselves into the ground or, or create a business in life that, that supports their well-being and supports their mental health.
1: Well, I think, I think you know, and, and we can touch base on that a little bit. Mental health is a thing. Uh, Right. I don't understand why some people don't understand that it's an actual thing. Anxiety is a thing. Right now, we have gone through a pandemic where, you know, nobody really alive has gone through anything like that uh, before. And now our children are going through that. This is their experience. This is going to be in our history books. This is going to be something that they survived through. Um, And I'm hearing things about certain school systems and certain school districts to where you know, these kids are having panic attacks in class and uh, and they're still utilizing the basis of uh, discipline. And and listen, there's got to be some compassion. There's got to be some empathy here. Um, if the kids are challenging you and this is to anybody out there, if your kids are challenging you as a teacher or challenging you as a parent, embrace that challenge. Walk through it with them and let them know if it's right or wrong. It doesn't matter. It's still an education. Be a true educator. Don't be in it for the paycheck. Know that anxiety is a thing. When they need to go home, or if they're freaking out, or if they're having panic attacks, what are you guys doing? Where are the programs for this? I don't see anything like that, not yet at least, because um, I'm being told that it's not, it's not real. You don't need to go home because anxiety is in a real thing, or you don't know what anxiety is yet, or you know because they're children. That's ridiculous. As a grown man with anxiety issues myself, I know what an anxiety feels like for me. I couldn't even imagine for a child, what it'd be like, I know what puts me in a fetal position in a corner. Can you imagine how a child has to manage some of that? That's tough.
0: Well, and our, and our, our culture is so focused on, on fear and, and driving, driving so much of the unknown into people's lives. Correct. Um, I think, I think the mindset shift that has to happen for people is to, to not, not let the fear have control, right? Absolutely. To, you know, to recognize that you know, fear is 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 false evidence appearing real, and so True. not that not that the disease is false or the pandemic is false, because obviously those things are. It's proven itself as right. very real, and it's proven itself as as very dangerous, and and some of the fear is. Yeah. Is legitimate, right? But but we have to control the things we can control, and 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 we could end up in the corner in the fetal position, or we can recognize. Wait a minute, I can control this. I can protect myself this way, right. and and that's what that's what kids need to learn is is the coping skills yep. to to not just to recognize the anxiety, to recognize the stress that's causing it, right. to recognize the fear behind it, and then and then be allowed to deal with it, right? Be allowed to process that emotion, be allowed to process those thoughts that they're having and change them for their own good, Absolutely. right? And it, it turn those things, you know, for the positive. And I think, I think entrepreneurs are, are the best equipped to save our future, right? I think entrepreneurs are going to create the most solutions. Entrepreneurs are going to provide um, the most support. Our government can't be counted on for, a mental health system. They've proven that they can't they can't support a mental health system to protect us. And and it's going to be entrepreneurs that are going to create foundations, they're going to create organizations that are going to work in mindset, they're going to work in 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 you know emotional coping think tools that that entrepreneurs figure out, right? Because to be a successful entrepreneur, to, to get to that level of understanding abundance and understanding the the power of your thoughts to impact your health, to impact your your actions, to impact your ability to generate revenue, um, and the power of thoughts to impact your relationships. All of those things entrepreneurs, successful entrepreneurs figure out, and they're going to be the ones that are going to propagate that kind of movement. Um, Because like we talked about earlier, corporations get stuck in their mission, and, and they forget about the journey that took to get them there, right? right? Once the, the, the corporation becomes a, a life. It of its own. It. Yeah. Yeah. It and so it. I think entrepreneurs are going to be the ones that are going to solve these problems wow. um, because they're solve problem solvers, right? They, they figure things out and they're, and they're agile. They're far more agile than, than a corporation is to, you know, to say, Hey, I want to start a foundation and boom, corporation can throw a bunch of money at it, but it can't throw the, the love and compassion at it like an entrepreneur can. And so I absolutely think entrepreneurs are going to be the ones to solve these some of these mental health crises, and and create, you know, pretty amazing solutions to to what our, what this current this current direction. Like you said, we're a dumpster fire right now, okay. but, but it's going to be entrepreneurs that are going to put out the fire, right. get rid of the dumpster and build something fantastic.
1: And I'm hoping and, I, you know, I first of all, I, I wish I wrote all that down that like you just said, because that was awesome. That was fantastic. hey. It's recorded. I know. (laughs) And I'm going to steal it. I'm just going (laughs) to tell you that now. Um, No, I love the mindset, Robert. I mean, you're 100% spot on, in my opinion, at least. I think that, you know, um, entrepreneurs are going to make a difference uh, as long as they're not being tied down or, you know, nobody's holding their ankles or handing them the brick. Uh, So I think that there's a lot of learning to do moving forward Everything seems to be extremely political. Um, I don't do well on the political side. I do well on the principle side. Um, politics are one thing, but principles matter. So if you, if you have a set of principles and you had a set of values uh, for anybody out there, utilize that. Move forward with that. Don't worry about how everybody sees you. Don't worry about, you know, you're not going to please everybody. Um, do what you do best. You be you and don't hurt anybody in your way
0: hmm, So um, good. and i think and that's 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 the bottom line right and the reason i think entrepreneurs are the solution is because entrepreneurs are people based we recognize that people are everything that's right the only reason we exist in our business is to serve people and and really all of us were created to help humanity in some way and and entrepreneurs figure out hey this is what i'm really good at helping people do Right. And I get compensated for it. And 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 I think that's that's going to be the really good thing. My my number one advice for your mental health. Quit watching the damn news. (laughs) Choose choose a news source that you trust and and that you vet and then and then take in five, 10 minutes. That's it. That's all you need, you know, because you're you're going to fill your thought life with with garbage. The news exists to keep you watching. So you got to recognize their purpose. Just like Facebook exists to keep you on their channel and and they're going to put the negative crud in there because they love the drama. The drama attracts people. That's why the news puts out all this drama because it attracts people to watch. So cut that cut that crud out of your life and and let your let your thought life be controlled by the things that you want in there. Right? Control the input so you get good output that's That's the old that's an old computer adage, right (laughs) absolutely you're 100
1: correct as a matter of fact i'll take it one step further for with your advice as i took out commercials and the news nice Um, i don't know about anything really happening drastically unless somebody tells me me too i'll look it up to make my own opinion on it but that constant playing in the background of gibberish all it does is weigh you down you, well, here we go again. You only visit here, make the best of it, stop ruining it for yourself. You know, if you were to put the same kind of thought process in developing yourself as you would in watching the news, you'd be amazed at how much better you feel and how much further you, you progress in life. And anything that's that's well put, well spoken, Robert. I applaud Thank you. Well,
0: so. I want to change it up just a little bit. You know, yeah. you're a, a Chicago Italian. What's, what's your favorite meal?
1: Oh, which 17 meals are my favorite? Are you asking I me? Mean, if you look at me close, I'm sugar coated. I'm really ripped on the inside. Um, <laughs> There's um, six-pack
0: abs in there somewhere. Oh, for
1: sure. But it's got a, a winter coat on uh, it. <laughs> I think uh, you know. I it, it's hard to say. I cook. My wife cooks. My wife is uh, is actually a, has a degree in culinary arts. Um, well, as hence well. the result. Correct. <laughs> I've been cooking since I was five. Uh, in in our house, if you didn't have a spatula in your hand, you didn't really eat. And then when you did eat and wanted to get no more food put on your plate, you had to get up from the table, otherwise it's constantly being added to your plate. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, favorite meal. I want to say asabuco might be one of them. Um, I love old tradition, good old fashioned pasta, some homemade raviolis is great. I'm not, I'm not against anything and I'll try anything three times. Um, <laughs> Just it's to important. Check. Right. Just to make sure the first two, I wasn't crazy.
0: <laughs> nice. So, all right. So you mentioned your wife, what was your most memorable date?
1: Uh, that's a, that's a great question. Um, I want to say, well, I met my wife the day I moved to Arizona. And she stayed here in Chicago. And I ended up coming back for her six months later. (laughs) Nice. To move her to Arizona to put her through culinary school. So that was, uh, then we spent six years based on the amount of debt that we racked up. Um, (laughs) So there was really no dating. It was instant, like, my wife and I had been together for... Little over 25 years. She's still one of my best friends. Um, and you know, she's she's pretty awesome. Just ask her, she'll tell you. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Nice. So what do you guys love to do
0: in your free time?
1: Uh, well, we're both into fishing, hunting. Uh, we're into archery. We like doing stuff like that together. Um, we do we do have a little because of hunting. We we go to the range once in a while and shoot some guns and Um, she's into fitness big time. I'm in the fitness little time Um, (laughs) uh, because she makes me, which is fine. Um, spending time with our kids is everything. Um, we're very family oriented, man. We don't, there's no, we don't go bar hopping. We don't do, I don't drink, you know, she, she samples wine. She calls it sampling. Uh, (laughs) Um, right. Um, her father makes wine. I mean, you know, this is where we, you know, come from. So it's, it's everything is revolved around some kind of food uh, or we get to go out and bowl together. We go have fun together. It's just about being being together. You know, um, you can't find anything better than the blood that's in your house. So that's basically what we do. So food.
0: what what are the blessings or, or challenges of, of raising a family and, and running your own business?
1: Everything. Uh, everything's a challenge. Uh, some of them small, some of them big. Uh, You know, taking my wife works from the house. Uh, I work from the house. We share an office. As you can tell, I'm not in my office. I'm at a kitchen table right now. (laughs) Thus, the clock and everything else in the background. Because when she's in meetings, I got to be somewhere else. Uh, And I work from home, too. So my kids, it's about the rocks, paper, scissors. Who's getting them out the door? Did they miss the bus? Got to get them, you know, fed. For some reason, they need to eat. You know, the government frowns upon you, not taking care of them. Uh, so it's one of those things where we, we kind of, uh, work as a team. Um, the challenge, the biggest challenges are, you know, I have a 13 year old, she knows everything. I know nothing. Uh, and trying to get her mindset to focus moving forward in her life and, and not trying to make the same mistakes that I made and trying to give her the example. It's funny how that revolves around the system a little bit, isn't it? Are you <laughs> advice from your parents? You're like, I'm never going to be like you. And then all of a sudden you're like saying the same thing. You're like, oh, my God, I'm like them. And they're like, I'm never going to be like you. So I think it's that pattern that you can't get out of that run or that thing. Um, uh, other challenges would be making sure that, you know, everybody's got time to spend time for themselves or uh, to spend time together. Um, you know, after COVID, the biggest challenge was is everybody's on top of each other. You know, you almost look I got, listen, I got two girls, a wife and a dog that snipped. So it's like, I'm the only guy here. And, um, you know, sometimes I'm just like, I just need to go away for a while. Um, I'm going to go fishing. Okay. And I'm just like blinking a lot. I'm stressed out. It's just because there's similar grounds that I have with them and some I don't. They want to talk to mama about. Some they don't want to talk to mama. I think it's about what they want to get away with, who's softer at the moment, who they know they can poke at. Because they've learned that from being trapped into the house so much with us. So, um, it's always a challenge, but you know what? I I accept the challenge every day and I wouldn't change it for the world. Mm
0: -hmm. Nice. So what inspires you drew? Uh,
1: my inspiration comes from, uh, self-driving motivation. Um, I think, you know, when you see guys like Dwayne Johnson, the rock, uh, (laughs) You know the man seven dollars in his pocket i heard his whole story everybody's got a story i love listening to everybody's story because that helps motivate me too um and it makes me want to do more better faster um and i think that might have been the setup for the bionic man but i think think it's kind of important that motivation is is part of my life and and self-drive because if you lose the self-drive you're not motivated and if you're not motivated, you're not doing anything for yourself. You know, um, the motivation is, is challenging myself to get up early, challenging myself that, hey, if you do get up early, you can get more done through the day, not just with work, but the things that you want to do for fun. Um, you know, I love the fact that I can take a, a meeting while I'm camping, uh, I you know, on Zoom or and then they are like, where are you? I'm like, oh, I'm camping right now because, yes, I can do that. Uh, and you should be able to do that too. and that's why you know I push that forward. Live your retirement. Um, I think it's important uh to stay motivated, really. I mean that's i don't I don't know my inspiration is from everybody else i I'm inspired by people. you know my brother, my mentor, says it to me um consistently when I forget um because he's good at reminding me things when I forget or thinks that I forget, but he always says that your absolute worst day is somebody's best day. Mm, absolutely, and yeah. And it's like, wow, you are a hundred percent correct. And um, that's motivating. And that kicks my drive in and that kicks, you know, so it's keywords, motivation, helping others. That's, that's the whole thing here with me. I mean, that's, that's what I'm really about. That's really what I want to do. And I'm, and I'm hoping I can meet more like that as well.
0: All right. So that leads to what is, what is the big dream? What What's your big dream for you and your business, your family?
1: My big dream is because the way my business model for my business to start with um, is to let everybody succeed with it. The agents make a percentage of my percentage. Everybody gets to make something. There's enough honey in the honey pot for everybody. Uh, some people constantly tell me that are bosses they tell me that you're never gonna do anything with that you're never gonna be able to move forward seven years later here I am <laughs> uh and proving a point um you know I'm connected with over 150 people that are are in my network for just helping dCCs and as agents and those are also providers and you know uh, it's it was slow in the beginning because people didn't understand the concept or whatever but it's moving forward uh, gracefully and organically where I want it to be. That's the foundation of building a solid business uh, of letting the organic side go. If you run and you fall and you try to get up, it's going to be harder to get up. If you walk or slightly walk a little bit fast, getting up's not so hard. You can learn from your mistakes a little bit faster. You can better yourself. Uh, so the goal is is to let it build big enough to where it benefits everybody and then utilize that for my my kids for their future if they want it um that's that's what i have to give you know so i'm i'm on a deadline i'm on a crunch to leave for my children uh and this is this is what i got this is what this is i'm putting everything into it uh so it's important for me for my family the ultimate goal is live a good life you know good life doesn't necessarily mean money money doesn't buy happiness but as a wise man once told me a sure can rent the hell out of it um <laughs> You know, it's a lot easier. Yeah, sure does. You know, uh, I'm okay with some vacations, building the family moments, memories, moments in time. That's really what life is designed to be is moments in time. You never get a full bowl of cherries. You might get one, but you'll remember that cherry if you keep making
0: more cherries, right? So, well, hopefully if the bowl, if you like the bowl enough, you fill it back up. That's right. (laughs) That's right. And since this is a house of food, (laughs) it's <laughs> nice. So one of your agents, one of those young entrepreneurs sitting across from me, you guys just shared a, you know, coffee and Italian sausage together and and uh what what's your words of wisdom? My words
1: of wisdom to them <laughs>
0: as, as an agent, as a as, as as an entrepreneur just just uh, you know, wants to get to the next level.
1: Don't be afraid to take risks. Don't be afraid to be you. Don't let anybody tell you that you can't <laughs> know that you can. And then if you need that reinforcement, you have my number. Nice. Nice. Drew,
0: thank you so much for a great conversation, for sharing your wisdom, your story, and and of course, sharing a little bit about your family. Appreciate yeah, it.
1: You're fantastic. Thank you so much for having me on. It's been a blast. I've had a lot of fun. Um,
0: I'm looking forward to seeing the video at the end. All right. Thank you. Take care. If you enjoy the show, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. We have a free gift for you at addvalue2entrepreneurs.com. Our Cyber December deals include one-hour coaching slots for only $97. That's a 75% savings. And we're launching new Inner Circle Team Coaching in 2022. Applications are open in December at addvalue 2 life.com. In our next episode, Oliver Wood is creating a space where mind, body, and spirit grow together. He talks about creating freedom through discipline and how to help clients deal with wellness and stress, and most importantly, how to fuel and nourish their bodies for good.